First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, The Pot of the Everyman. The Two Beers Podcast, episode 149. Drew and Jordan slinging it on the reel. Doing the podcast with half our brain tied behind our backs just to make it fair on all the other podcasts. Drew, how you doing this week, buddy? Good, man. Good, good. What a whew, what a war we got to watch Saturday. Oh, baby. Oof. Baby, I'm feeling bubbly this week. I'm feeling good. Saucy. I, feeling uh, saucy. Yeah, yeah, got a got a lot of a lot of little things to touch on. A lot of little things that little piqued my interest. Little uh, little little nooks and crannies. Oh, love nooks, love crannies, and love beers. So, burrs, shall we? Always assume positions for the world famous two brews salute, and a three, and a two, Two. and And a a few. Beautiful for spacious skies, toppling Goliath. Pseudo. You know, it didn't really stick last week. So, what the singing? The singing the entire time didn't stick the way I wanted it to stick. I thought it did. I thought it stuck. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, just a boring Heineken light. Nothing exciting tonight. Can you get through those? I, I mean, I've got like eight years worth of booze in my fridge, even after I threw half of it out. Hm. Mr. I'll booze. I'll try my best. Mr. Booze. I do have to say, this this batch of pseudo sues I've been going through, there's like something acidic about them that I just, I don't know, something, something's off. Yeah? Man. No gozies? I mean, no goodsies. They're usually fan. I mean, they still are, are good, but like I said, some something acidic is going on here. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just been a while. Maybe I'm off my rocker. Hmm. I don't know, man. But already. Speaking about off your rocker. <whistles> what L- a battle we Vanquero. saw last week. The cowboy, El Vaquero. Emmanuel Navarrete. You uh, you never did watch the first five minutes of the uh, ESPN thing, did you? Well, that I sent five. you on the the what do you call it? Made in Mexico Part Two. Yeah, I did. Ah, little little Tuco. How cool was that, Tuco Salamanca? That was great, man. ESPN, let's go, let's go. That was pretty cool. As mm-hmm. soon as he just saw a guy riding a horse, I'm like, tight, tight. That's tight. That's tight. It's <laughs> good, man. Uh, uh, so uh, we were pretty, pretty way off. So uh, my, uh, hunch, my 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 shit my my uh, my shit streak now continues. We we both thought this was going to be. I would uh, say from describing how it went, we were not off. Prediction wise, uh, we were the exact opposite. I don't know. I I think we were completely off, man. I thought we saw some some. Uh, some wrinkles from Ella Van Caro that I I haven't seen at least in the last two three years. Uh, 
Agreed. Agreed. You know, I, I, I thought I thought we both thought it was going to be lots of punches. Uh, eventually, Navarrete's just undisciplined, un, un, uh, untechnique's not even the word. Just lack, lack of, fundam- of te- yeah, lack, lack of, of technique and fundamentals. Lack of taking care of your body. We just yeah, we just eventually. I, I said just- after five rounds, I wanted to see where where the uh, conditioning was to see if he would slow down. Here here's where I thought we like- were 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 somewhat accurate. Okay. That we both said that the counters were going to be there for Valdez, and they were, and he Valdez connected with some big shots. Big the, time. The awesome part was, is that Navarrete just walked right through ate them. Him. Just ate him. One of the biggest punchers in the division. If should we I say, mean, who who else is big punchers in the division at one thirty? Like, uh, Shaq Foster a little bit. I mean, no, nobody. I mean, I I haven't seen a ton of him. Cordy. I mean, no, I don't know. Val, I mean, Valdez is he's, he's up, up there in the in the division, and and Navarrete just walked through them all. Just ate, ate him. Just ate him just like he's eating a pizza in between fights. Yeah. No, no never, problem. Ne- never Rete won, by the way, since we didn't say that <laughs> off the bat. Uh, yeah, man. He uh, – I, I got to say I was – I was surprised with how good he was utilizing his jab early. Mm-hmm. I mean, and late, but I mean especially early. He utilized his, his size advantage with that right hand to then start to set up some of those unorthodox, uh, you know, uppercuts that he throws. And I just, I thought he did a really good job of getting in and out of distance um, to avoid the Valdez counters, which I just typically, like, he's got one speed, man. He just, he just comes forward, forward, forward. That's why we call him El Termidor. So I was, I was really impressed by that, especially through the first three rounds. And then round four is when, Valdez seemed to get his timing down a little more, and that's when the hard shots just started coming. And I just was like, oh, oh God, they're coming. Here they come. Uh, and yeah, man, he ate him. He didn't, he didn't even, he didn't even, he didn't look hurt at all when he was he taking never him. flinched. Never flinched. And it's so weird. Like, he looked. And exo- there were body shots in there, too. Yeah. I, I thought Valdez could have done a little bit more body work, but, um, you know, I guess I can say that when I wasn't getting peppered in the face with with rights and lefts from from Navarrete and couldn't even see yet. Eventually, Valdez's right eye completely closes, and they, not once was it looked at by a doctor, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, and you know, there was one one scary moment. I think in the I think it was the ninth the ninth round where I thought that Valdez connected and wobbled him um, on the ropes, but it actually I guess Valdez just caught his like stepped on his foot by accident yeah and that, that made never it made then and the way the camera it was it was a camera angle where it was um they were going towards the back ropes and i guess and you couldn't all, ne- never or valdez's back was to us so you couldn't see it uh and so Neverete just like wobbles back and like looks like he falls into the ropes and i i thought he looked hurt because he wasn't throwing but turns out there was he hurt his right hand at some point i don't know if they ever confirmed whether or not he broke it or not but he just wouldn't throw the right hand the rest of the round. Gave just basically gave that round to Valdez, which kind of made it like it was kind of nervous because it was. I, I had it. I think I had it a little bit wide, just slightly wider than you throughout. I think you gave Valdez one round that I didn't early. Yeah, and I'm like, there, there did seem to be like there were probably some swing rounds. So, you know, 
with with four rounds to go and him basically giving Valdez the ninth, I was like, shit, uh oh, this this could be bad, especially if his hand's broken. Uh, but man, he just—I guess—he just nutted up and then just started throwing it again. Even even when when Navarrete looked tired, like I thought he looked gas. Like I guess like eight eighth round, I was like, oh god, he's getting tired. But then in the last sixty seconds of the round, he'd throw like a hundred and ten punches. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just remarkable. that was insane. It, it was it was just remarkable. I, I mean, I even I even got slightly nervous when he was point one uh, pounds over on his first weigh-in. Uh, guys, guys got some serious, oh, sorry, some serious underoos, um, bringing the weight up there. Uh, <laughs> but the way you just yawned through that just cracked me I'm up. Sorry, I, don't know I, why. Po- I apologize <laughs> for that. That was unprofessional, but yeah, it was, man, it was nuts. Um, and you know, I thought people, the cards, obviously you can't be boxing without car people arguing about the cards. It was, what, what do we have? 116, 112. I think we had 118, uh, 110 and then a 119, 109. I, I, I didn't have. I, I didn't think they were that far off. The only frankly. card that I had an issue with was the one oh nine. Was the one nineteen one oh nine, and that only because that judge gave Neverette the the round that Neverette took off, <laughs> the yeah. ninth. So he gave Valdez one round, and I'm just like looking at that. I'm just like, that's how is that even possible? So that was just annoying because I had it. The pot when 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 we did uh, usually usually we independently score, but sometimes we'll you know if there's a swing round, we'll talk about it and I'll you know one of us will will lean whoever's more convincing. So the our pod score was one sixteen one twelve. On my 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 private score was one seventeen one eleven, and even that I was like, man, Vic Valdez, like, he's having moments, but I just. I don't think yeah. he's he's controlling a lot of not, these rounds. Yeah, he's not doing enough to win a round. He he was having some moments and where some rounds were better than others. But. Yeah, yeah. So you know, some of the punch that some of the rounds were closer than I originally thought they were, um, and punches landed. But in terms of pace and, um, you know, output, I mean, it was never I tell you by a landslide. So, uh, you know, he retains. That's you know gutsy win that he wanted uh he wanted on his resume especially after we didn't even talk about it like the the liam wilson fight was bad but he was he was bad the fight before remember like yeah. i i know the cards there were again there were if you score cards in that one too but he arguably lost five five of the first six rounds of his second to last fight and then just gets that nasty liver shot um knockout yeah in the sixth but you know those scorecards were were very dubious that didn't have it as a clean a clean sweep for Neverate or against Neverate, which I I think I had at 05 going into it. So yeah, not hasn't looked sharp his last couple of fights, but man, he looked tremendous against Oscar Valdez. Um, yep, he, he he put the little uh, vaquero dust in, into his workout regimen on this one and, and, it, oh, and yeah. his preparation. Uh, th- I mean that's that's the awesome part about it is. You can tell on this one that he actually cared and actually prepared, yeah. and he showed up and had a great game plan. So many times his awkwardness just looks foolish. This fight, it looked purposeful, and it looked like his his mis yeah not missteps his like stutter stepping and lunging yeah like he he was using it to set up other punches. And when when he does that, he looks unbeatable, and it 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 was like 
he was taking like a stutter step like he was going to do a hook but then was just straight up changing his feet on the fly and throwing it with shuffling feet one of those crazy uppercuts and it's like yeah a lot of times when he doesn't take the fight seriously he throws one of those shuffling feet crazy uppercuts and he's not setting it up this right. one he was setting it up purposefully and it was i mean valdez was just overwhelmed with the angles the volume the power all of it i i gotta say i i bet both ways for a, for a Stoppage, knockout yeah. I, I was convinced that somebody was gonna get the stoppage there and it looked like somebody would it looked like navarrete would stop him like through like five and then i i just didn't so kudos to to the betters who who went with the vegas odds and yeah. and uh took the over um it was uh you know we i just thought there was gonna be a stoppage so uh it was it was masterful and i i love that line what was what'd you say about his his uh some some hefty under under ruse is that what you said yeah i said i said he's he's got some pretty hefty unders weighing him down there in the way in <laughs> yeah he, he had a full diaper yeah um and then the question is going to be you know it's, it's what's next for Navarrete. um you know the problem the problem at 126 and the problem at 130 for him have been really actually all the lower classes like the belts are just fractured everywhere so who can you unify with you know, uh, if you want to start collecting belts, I think Shaq Foster might be a free uh, promotional free agent right now. He just beat uh, Ray Vargas um, for the vacant title eh, probably like four or five months ago, I think, maybe a little longer. Uh, I, I'd be curious to see how he he's got some freakishly long arms. I, I'd be curious. I, I, I wouldn't mind that fight. Uh, Cordina, I, I don't know what he'll do. And I forget who's the other guy at uh at 130, the other 130 pound uh, champion that's that's out there somewhere. I forget. Is it Rockmov? I don't know. Um, but yeah, they're just they're they're too scattered. So really, you know, the from a from a mainstream standpoint, bringing Robesi up to 130 would be. A lot. I, I'd probably fly out for that fight. Robesi versus Neverette. Oh, that would be so good. Oh yeah. Um, I I don't. I'd probably. I mean, I, I would lean El Tamidor, even though I think Rabasi's got a lot of power um, and is pretty crafty in there. He's a little unorthodox himself. Uh, I just don't know that he has the volume. If if he couldn't, if he wasn't going to knock out, if he couldn't get Neverete with a shot to knock him out, I don't know if he'd have the volume to beat him. Um, or you know, and then you you move up to one thirty five, if and you could fight. Yeah, you know, there's obviously always the Shakur fight, which. You know, every time Neverete has moved up, Shakur has moved up at the same time. I'm not saying Shakur has ducked Neverete, although, you know, I, I could certainly play that card, uh, as most boxing Twitter does with shit like that. But um, I I think that fight that 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 fight would be all wrong for Neverete. I think Shakur would uh would eat him up. I just think he's bigger. He's just he's just that the size advantage Neverete has he wouldn't have in that fight. And I think just Shakur is just technically just way too. Way too sound. Um, um, the other 130 pounder is Hector Luis Garcia. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot because he, you know, they they moved him up to fight Tank. Forgot he was that. Uh, yep. The other guy. So yeah, I mean that would be a fun one too. I, he, I, I'm not as impressed. I, I guess Neverate. I know he's got some power, but I, I, I would probably lean Neverate in that one. So, as well, yeah. but. 
yeah, so some good options out there. I guess we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens uh, and what they decide to do with uh, El Vencaro. and then Valdez. I mean, he's got a lot of healing up to do because that again, that eye was just swollen, swollen shut. And again, not one stoppage by a doctor to even look at it. Tremendous, tremendous, yeah, tremendous I, work, Arizona Boxing Commission. So, um, they're the they're the same ones that let him let him fight after he popped, right? Or that was that was that uh. That was on Native American lands, I think, right? I, they... Yeah, I, I can't remember where that was. Um, anyway. Um, it was outside, that's all I remember. So, you kind of brought this up, and I, I proposed this to you, and I said, can, no- can Navarrete beat Shakur? No. And, yeah, you, said, no. you immediately I, said no. Yeah. I, I've been saying as well that nobody within, like, a weight class or two can beat Shakur. Um... That being said, though, man, like, that Navarrete that we, we saw, like, I don't know that Shakur has enough power to knock him d- down. And if somebody's just going to walk through all of your punches and just throw twice as many punches as you, like, that, it's difficult to win. It really is. Um, But Shakur probably still wins. But... Man, I I want to see that. That would be like a flawless fighter versus a very flawed fighter. But we just saw the very flawed fighter absolutely overwhelm a technically superior fighter. So I'm just like I just want to see it. Like how how would that play out? Because like could Navarrete just pull a rabbit out of a hat? Like could he could he do it? I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. Because every time Shakur fights, it's like good, good God, like th- nobody could beat this guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I. But then it just the volume is a problem with Navarrete. Yeah. Like he fights like a hundred and eighteen pound guy. Like I, when Chocolatito and Estrada fought, and everyone just you know sucked him off nonstop. That's kind of how Navarrete goes, except for weirder and, like, more confusing to his opponents. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he threw 1,038 punches in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what Navarrete does next. Like you said, I don't – I don't know. I don't – I don't know where how, how the, where one thirty goes because like it is fractured. Yeah, it's so. just fractured, like I said. So I, I mean, all the, all the different promotions have belts. Yeah, and I don't I don't I don't think that they'd want to rush Robezi into that kind of fight though. I I don't think they would either. I, I think did, that fight's all wrong for Robezi. Uh, yeah. I I, I think I, and may, maybe I'm I'm being you like Robezi a lot more than I do. I I just I. I I think he's he's sneaky excellent. Um, I I think he's a little bit overrated at the could moment. Could be. Um, yeah, and I mean, listen, and Neverete. I don't know what he made. I mean, I mean, I think he makes good money. Like, I don't know what his his uh, minimums are that he that he gets paid. But you know, he he's fought forty. I think that was was that his fortieth forty first fight fortieth something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's not like he's you know he's one of these guys that started late and is at like 17. So, I mean, you know, why, why not go fight Shakur? I mean, I, 
if the money's right. Why not? Yeah. Or move them up to 135. At some point, Val, they, they did bring up Burchell on the the broadcast. Um, he would I, – I, I would be concerned for Burchell. <laughs> uh, at 135. Like, Valdez said that he spoke with them and that, you know, he, he knows he'll be back or, or whatever. Um, but I guess, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, Jamel, I think Jamel's trying to make a comeback, but that's, I mean, Jamel and Navarrete, that's, that's not, that's not going to be good for Jamel. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe they, maybe they move him up. Jamie Ortiz, Jermaine Ortiz. That would be a good one. Yeah. Although he's, I think, you know, he missed the weight, missed the weight by like six pounds last time. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe that's, that's not going to work. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. El Termeter. Sorry, El we doubted you. We, we rode with you, though. We just didn't. We just, yeah. We just didn't do artificial picks. But it's, yeah. we hedged our happiness. It was okay. Yeah, it's true. Good point. Good point. Um. All right. So, also on Saturday, your AJ. The number AJ. one American AJ fan. It's me. Proud of it. it. Proud of it, my friend. Drew to Moffs. Uh, AJ KOs the Nordic Nightmare, Robert Hellenius, in the seventh round. Knock, knocked him out cold. Oof. Um, Big right hand. Very cautious fight for, yes. for Anthony Joshua. He jabbed his way through six rounds, winning most of them. Yeah, he probably, probably, probably lost four one or two. two. Yeah, yeah, he probably lost one or two. Definitely lost the first round. Although I didn't um, look at the cards, but like with the judge card, the actual judges had. Um, I didn't see what the judges had e- either yeah. at the time, but um, yeah, Hellenius. It just it was a, a fight on short notice. Hellenius, you still have to respect his power at, at, at that level. Um, yeah. He's a veteran at 39 years old, so he's crafty, but he is a limited guy. His his guard starting in like the fifth round was real bad. Hellenius's. And at yeah. that point, I was like, man. He was getting, I think he said after a fight, he was starting to get. Uh, get fatigued. Yeah, get fatigued pretty pretty badly. Yeah, so it was, I think, I was on the cards for that one. And I said, after the fifth round, I said, there's, this doesn't go, you know, four more rounds. Or, yeah, four more, three or four more rounds or whatever it was. It was within the time frame I gave it. I think I said three yeah. more rounds and it was the seventh. Yeah. Uh, and big tree, fall hard, kaboom. <laughs> And AJ escapes with the, with a KO win, um, and then afterwards Eddie Hearn confirms he's like, look, we had a three fight plan. It was Dillian White, then it is Wilder, and then Tyson we want to go after Tyson Fury. So um, funny that he excludes. Uh, oh Listen. wait, I guess yeah. Well, yeah I, I guess they yeah. did got him twice, but yeah, uh, yeah, man. And I, <laughs> that's another reason look I like AJ like. Everybody, ever, I'd say ninety percent of uh, the boxing world is like screaming how Deontay Wilder is all wrong for him, and he's just like, "Screw it, I'm gonna." He, he, if that actually comes to fruition, he would have fought all the top guys of his generation. Yeah, and who else can say that? Like, all, all Deontay Wilder really has is Tyson Fury at this point, and Tyson Fury's got Klitschko and. Uh, and and Wilder obviously, but yeah, I mean AJ, he just fights them all. And I like listen when we and we always we always what what the same one thing I always say about um, Deontay Deontay Wilder, 
he he doesn't have to be perfect for 12 rounds and his, but his opponent does like his opponent has to be absolutely perfect for 12 rounds because at a split second that dynamite right hand can just put you to sleep so um but you know this this notion that like Deontay Wilder is this unbeatable machine is it, just insane to me uh I you know I'd be I'd be curious to see the game I, I mean yeah what's the game plan with Derek James to neutralize that right hand um with AJ but I you know I don't I don't know I don't know I uh AJ and eight that's all I can say AJ and eight um I think that Wilder stops him in six. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Um, six or seven. Yeah, it sounds like January in Saudi is uh, is one that might like might like if, most if, likely fall. If AJ goes through with this, I just the guy's got a set of balls that I just yeah. don't think I'll ever have. Yeah, I mean, six, sixty million helps too. That's true. <laughs> 60 million bucks so uh yeah 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 not i mean not a ton else to talk about on what do you what do you what do you what do you think uh wilder would get for that um also 60 million i don't know it's a good question uh i i'd say at least 50 i would think how much did wilder get for the fury fights do we know no i don't know the exact numbers of that to be honest with you you uh you are electric. I know, I know, I know. Trying, trying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, for, I forget what those numbers were. I thought they both did in the 50s, but I, I don't know. I, 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 I think somebody disproved me on that. Yeah, I don't know. So, but... Any hoodles. All right. No boxing. Well, n- no no bo- boxing this week. Yeah, it was supposed to be better be of... Uh, versus um calm smith but that's got delayed till january and yeah the only other relevant news is alicia bumgarner pop for peds but still early in that process so okay we'll, uh yeah uh so we'll get back to boxing next week and um i going on to our next sport here i wanted to mention a couple baseball news and notes that I again I'm a Pittsburgh fan you know I I I will start watching baseball like actual full games when the playoffs starts because that's just I I look at the I'm a box score warrior you know I just that's just how it rolls here in Pittsburgh you know especially this time of year um but a couple things one the Padres, who we all expected to be better, their plus-minus on the season is plus 61, and they are like five or six games under 500. Mm-hmm. The Orioles, who have like the second-most wins in MLB, like 74 wins, are a plus 61. It. It, now, obviously, AL versus NL, different divisions, all that stuff. But that just cracks me up that, like, the Padres and the Orioles' run differential is the same. 
and they are light years apart. I don't. I, I'd like to. Maybe I need to read more statistics articles. I'd like to hear like a statistic person's analysis of that. And and is it luck? What are the other factors involved? Um, is there some other underlying stat that I don't know of, of that can help explain that? But part of it, I wonder, is is just like is if it's just culture. Now the Orioles aren't some kind of great winning culture but they have ups and downs they have good teams then they go away for eight years and then they have good teams um the padres are just spending out the wazoo making big trades but like <laughs> they're just always the like the the stepchild to to the dodgers so like is that it that they just have like the stepchild syndrome and I guess you can really say the same thing about the Orioles, though, with the Yankees and Red Sox and Tampa Bay, for that matter. But mm. um, I don't know. Like, what is it? What, how does that happen? I, I uh, especially because, you know, I was looking at individual stats, too. Blake Snell is like the ERA leader in, in Major League Baseball, which that kind of came out of nowhere for me. But I always liked him until he made that comment about, the, all, his contract and his money and he was like bro i gotta get mine and it's just like i think that was during wasn't that during the pandemic and he was like i'm not playing for half salary and like half the world was like begging the government for checks and he's because they they shut everybody's that jobs him? Now. yeah he might be right so like, i gotta get mine and it was like oh, shut up um anyway thought that was interesting yeah no which, speaking of the the little brother mentality and like a, a franchise that is just for just doomed, Shohei Octani. Oh we, God! Yeah. We we don't talk enough or a lot about him, but like he is what let's call it second in the homer in, in the league in homers at the moment. Um, you know. OPS, you know, in the 900s. I don't. He, there's only two guys that are a thousand plus at the moment. Um, just he's I, he's actually leading the league in triples as well. Seven triples. Uh, you know, the guy's just one of the top, say, three hitters in Major League Baseball right now. Easily. You go and look at his pitching stats. He's eighth in ERA, and I was just going down the rabbit hole of stats. He's leading the league in opponents' batting average against. The opposing hitters are hitting 185 off of him. He's hitting 300 or whatever it is, 330. I don't I can't remember what it is, with an OPS of over 900 and some. And as a pitcher, opponents are hitting – 185 against him that's just absurd and actually i think he was eighth in strikeouts um i'm gonna pull it back up real quick yeah he's but it's just like how can you have yeah he's eighth in strikeouts where was he in era era uh, i have to find it maybe he's maybe he's not top 25 in era but um, what the, oh, I didn't. 
Oh, this is earned runs total. My bad. My bad. Hold on. Hold on. Hold up. Yeah, he's ninth, ninth in ERA, 3.17. Uh, it's just like, how can you have one player be this, this dominant? It's video game-like that you have one player giving you this much value, and they are still... And plus, they go get guys at the deadline, and they yeah, are still they like implode. They are still four games under five hundred and can't sniff Bad. the playoffs. Yeah. Like, and I mean, it's just crazy. Di- it's crazy dissolve the Angels, get them out of Los Angeles, yeah. move them to Saskatchewan, move them to Spokane. Vegas, get the Spokane, move them to Spokane, Washington, move move them, give Pittsburgh a second team, anything. Like, it, they don't like you can't. You have had Mike Trout. For a decade plus. Now you have Shohei Octani doing this. Two years in a row he's doing this. And you you can't even you can't even sniff the playoffs. And they, they're adding extra playoff teams begging <laughs> you to make the playoffs. And you just can't do it. Yeah. Just no, dis- dissolve wrong, the Angels, man. Yeah. Change uh, their name to the Devils. I, I, and I remember when Trout first came up and they started making these big moves. And they remember they got... Um, uh jeez, jeez, jeez. I can't Zach Grinky. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Are you talking about the guy from the Nationals? No, they took the pitcher they they signed the pitcher from the Rangers that was uh, Weaver. Huh? Weaver. Maybe. Oh, Poole. I was like, how am I forgetting Al Poole's name? And then they bring Poulos in right after the Cardinals win that improbable world yeah, series. They, yeah, they have Weaver, they have uh Grinky. They have poo holes. Um, yeah, they look. They look. They just. They. They looked like they were gonna go on a tear, and then they just. You know, they. They choked in. Uh, in the playoffs that one year, I forget who they lost to, but, you know, they just choked and they just never recovered. So, uh, again, well, I'll be curious to see from from everything from all the reports you hear. Otani wants to stay on the West Coast. Like I. I guess money's no object, so I guess it's not crazy to think the Dodgers could just sign him for seven hundred million dollars. Like, I guess that's a thing you could do. But I mean, other than other other than the two LA teams, like I don't San Diego. Why I don't know. Maybe I mean, would he go to San Diego? I mean, they would have the money because they're. I don't know that they'll bring Soto back, so they're not on the hook for that contract. It'll be interesting. Which is crazy because Soto is one of the top ten hitters in the game this year. I don't like him. I still don't like him. That's fine. I'm just telling you what the stats say. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Uh, Plus, wasn't he? Didn't he end up winning the the actual national or the uh, the World Series with the Nationals? Who Soto? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was really their pitch. I mean, the that pit the pitching of Scher, Scher, Scherzer, Strasburg, and I forget. I can't believe I can't remember who the third guy was. Like they just went on this historic pitching run. That was just like they were just unhittable. So, so I mean, so it's fine. But I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're not gonna. If you had a chance, if you have a chance to sign Otani, if it's Otani or Soto, who are you signing? Oh, Octani. Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Times over. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. just saying Soto. They don't. Soto's like, this, coming off the yeah. Book, so so Soto's a free. Yeah. Soto's a free agent. So because remember he balked at 450 million dollars from the Nationals. So, um, he, uh, you know, yeah, he's he's coming off unless they re-sign him. So. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, the pitchers for the Nationals, uh, Patrick Corbin, is that the guy you were thinking of? 
No. Daniel uh, Hudson, Annabelle Sanchez. This is. Are you looking like back in like 2011? I'm looking at their championship team, t- 2019 when they beat the uh, the beat the Astros. Oh, I thought we were talking about the who the guy who signed with the Angels. Uh, I forget. Oh, who oh was. I was talking about the Nationals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget who the third pitcher was. Say it. Say the names again. Patrick Corbin. Is that who it was? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the pitching was just. They 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 lucked they lucked out on in the wild card. I was back when the wild card was just the one game. A guy on the Brewers blew a just a routine um, ground ball and allowed them to take the lead late. Uh, they they were they you know they were they were just stuck and going to lose again in the in the wild card game. And then uh, you know that blunder, and then they get the Dodgers, who obviously you know the Dodgers can't do anything unless they're in a bubble. And, eh, and that's all she wrote. Yeah, and he, I, he, Houston, Houston, he, the pit, the pitching was so good that year that Houston, Houston, Houston's hitters knew what was coming because they were cheating and they still couldn't hit. That's how good the, um, the Nationals pitchers were. You know what's crazy for Strasburg? They win the they win the World Series in 2019. He's 30 years old. His his next year, 31, at 31 years old, he pitches two games. Yep. The hurt. next the next year, 2021. 32 years old he pitches five games last year 33 years old he pitches one game and he didn't even play this year yep so like they win the world series at age you know at age 30 and he goes on to start eight more games after that and he's just done it's crazy ended his career with 113 wins and a 3.24 era um what was his strikeouts what was his K per nine? Uh, strikeouts per nine, ten and a half, which is really good. Yeah. How about that? Hmm. Um. So anyway, I just couple couple ramblings and musings on on Major League Baseball that you know the the air is well at least this week it's starting to shift, but we'll get some more hot days next week I think uh, from just looking at the weather, but. Fall is around the corner. Yep. The playoff baseball is starting. Your Phils have the number one wild card spot. It's about that time for Bryce Harper to start doing Bryce Harper two, things. Two, hom- t- two homers against the uh, the Blue Jays tonight. Did he? Yeah. See, didn't even know that. He's powers, just, powers coming back. Bryce Harper. It's this is this is Bryce Harper time. This is winning time. <sighs> Man, love it. Trey Turner. I, I, I do want him to get a World Series just since he he missed the boat on the Nationals World Series by the, by that one year and yeah. everybody tried to shove it in his face. And then last year, just he he has one of the greatest postseason runs we've ever seen in our at least as in our lifetime, and just fell a little short. Yeah, that so. it's just it's just like when Barry Bonds went to the World yeah, Series with the Giants, it just they blew just, the three one lead. Yeah, yeah. They thanks just, for just, bringing that up. They just deserved – he just deserved a championship and never got it. And Bryce is nowhere near Barry Bond's status, but he's another guy that deserves one here. Yeah. And I just hope that he gets it. Trey Turner's back after that standing ovation the fans gave him. Captain Turner. He's been on a tear. Do they – in the ballpark, do they do anything like any Captain Turner stuff from Pirates? No. Oh, well, I think I just stumbled on a gold mine. <laughs> Could be. Um, okay. Uh, moving on from baseball, 
Did you want to mention anything about James Harden and that saga? Just pretty. It's just pretty hilarious that um, he's he's at like a twelve year old. Ca- imagine imagine you're just this twelve year old at camp, just wait waiting to get in like layup lines and just unprovoked. The NBA player who's running the camp just says, "Oh, by the way, my GM is a liar, and I ref- I will not play for any organization that he's a part of." Okay, guys, let's 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 let's, let's line up for drills. Like, yeah. Um, I I I don't I just don't understand. You know, his I I just I don't get who's advising some of these guys. Like, of course, I've seen two of the biggest you know clowns of the last ten years between Simmons and him. But like where you know you, you didn't get the you didn't no team wanted to give you a max a max deal, uh, in this off season. And listen, I know like there weren't a lot of teams that had cap space, but you know the, all all season there were rumblings that he was going to look at free agency. So if a team was interested, they could have easily tried to clear cap space throughout the season to acquire him in the summer. Nobody wanted to. He opts in. He wants to go to the Clippers. the The Clippers won't the clip the, the sticking point for the Clippers. They won't give up a guy that averaged eight points a game last year, eight, eight points a game with Terrence Mann, and they won't give it like they like that like it's like nope can't do it. Like where I just don't understand where James Harden thinks like this, this this is like a good idea to do. It's it, it's crazy to me. Um. And this whole thing about you know he's trying to call Daryl Moore a liar. And listen, I don't I don't know what they're, I you know I know he took he opted out and took less last year. They signed PJ Tucker and some of his Houston buddies, and I I don't know what he was promised or if he was promised anything. I just find it odd that he was assured that he was getting a max contract extension, yet starting with the Christmas Day game against the Knicks, that like his 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 team started to leak the story about him, him strongly considering going back to the Rockets. Like if you already think you have this deal with the Sixers, why would, why would you feel the need to do that? I just, I don't, it, it doesn't make sense. I I asked, I asked one of our buddies, I'm like, what, what? Tell me why I should watch this sport again. And he was like, well, he's like, he's like, come on, man. He's like, this, this stuff happens in every sport and it's just more sensationalized with the NBA. I'm like, yeah, like maybe you're right, but it's like I can't I can't really remember the last time in any other sport uh, a, a player in the middle of a uh, a pre a preteen uh, a preteen a preteen camp went on a tirade uh, about his GM. So I I may have you on that one. It's um, just it's whatever. What what was what'd you say about the contract situation and why would they do that? What what, what happened? I I wasn't following what you said about they promised who a contract his the whole his whole his whole uh, thing about this Daryl where he called Daryl Moore a liar is I assume that he's implying that last year last year he opted out of his contract which everybody knew he would do okay okay so he's implying that the, that that he was promised something that he was promised but that okay but he that was hasn't going, actually come out yet yeah at the end of this season he was going to get you know the super max whatever you know. Yeah, which is just insane. And I mean, yeah. And I there there's this there's this big group of Harden supporters online, which is kind of funny. And they keep bringing up they bring up the two games against the Celtics where he was awesome and you know he had the game winner and this and that. And it's like he had 22 points total in game six and seven. 
and shot like six percent. Oh, well, he got every game. He's got he's got to be great every game. It's like, well, isn't that what max players are supposed to do, or at least just not be absolutely abysmal. And so, not not to mention that uh, he has totally abandoned a franchise in the past. So three times. This this so this will be his this will be his one. To, it'll be his third trade request in like four years. Pretty wild. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I I care less at this point. I'm just like, whatever. The NBA's. Who cares? Go Wimby. Okay. Go Wimby. Um, okay. That's, that's all we got on the NBA. That's all we got. Moving over to everybody's favorite minute in podcasting the NASCAR good stop in three two one go last week we were at the Indy road course I actually didn't see any of it uh Michael McDowell you know he's uh not in a major team he takes the road course looks like he was one of the best cars all day and, and takes the win Gets into the playoffs. He's having a hell of a year in the number 34 loves. You know, got respect to him. Got to love it. Um, auto, auto playoff berth now. We've got two races left before the playoffs. Chase Elliott, after breaking his femur earlier in the year, still needs a win. This week. He broke one, his femur. One of my favorite tracks, if not my favorite track, Watkins Glen. And up in upstate New York over towards, um, like, the Rochester buffalo side uh road course one of my favorite tracks look look forward to this race every year uh chase elliott still needs to win we are going with chase elliott who's the favorite this week at plus 350 kyle larson plus 500 tyler reddick plus 800 and aj almondinger plus 1200 for the watkins the go bowling watkins Glen. oh man walking the go bowling 200 or whatever the hell it is but one of these years i am going up to that race problem is it's always like right around back to school it's just like shit come on man like give me like i need to do i need to go up there Hmm. but anyway can't wait can't wait oh also yeah sorry we lose and we're like minus 48 and a half on the year we're going to have a big playoffs, though. Big playoff. Big, big, big playoff. Speaking of not hitting picks, uh, we lose the parlay yet again. Dum, dum, dum. I, I vote that we just punt until week one of the NFL season, okay, which is a couple couple weeks away. We can just, certainly do that. The, the, the old wallet is just, just taking a wallop. Oof. Um, we, this, this, seriously. 2023 we have absolutely sucked on the parlays like it's kind of hard like if you're mediocre you should probably be missing like say like you miss 60 percent and hit like 40 percent right because like or like 55 45 like you're probably just to the like mediocre enough to be just to the bad sounds about right because if you miss this many, like, it's very improbable you hit this many. So what are the odds that you miss this many? Like, it's got to be similar, right? It's not great right now for us. 
like we are so bad on the parlay in 2023 and we're in August. I don't think we've strung three together all year. It's bad. It's bad, Drew. It's not great. It's not great. You're 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 supposed to be like my betting guru. Like you you're you've always hit like we were in college and you'd you'd be hitting WNBA game or no, they, there was no WNBA betting back then. You'd be hitting like college women's basketball like tournament games and it just I need you, man. Gonna bring it. I'm gonna start bringing it. Need your luck. <laughs> but anyway, officially punting. Punting the parlay. Punter. Punter. Tap him out. Bring bring out Sepulveda. Who is who's who's Reggie Roby? Who's one of the the best punters ever? Uh that's a good Shane, question. Shane Leckler. Sounds right. Tom Tupa. Wasn't there wasn't there a family where like they were all punters? Uh, is that a thing? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, who was it? I forget the name of it. Oh, Goff is going to yell at us this week. <laughs> Punt. Anyway. Um, didn't, didn't the Raiders draft a, was it? Shane, it was Shane Leckler. That's who it was. They drafted a punter. All right. Raiders doing Raider things. Um, well, I guess we should crack beer number two. Crack them, crack them. Crackle, crackle. Assume positions for the world-famous two brew salute. Beer number two. And a three. And, and a two. two. And, a... and a... Mickey Ultra. Same combo from last week. What you got? It's crushing these tiny lights, bro. Smooth. Really smooth. Good for you. Yeah, How... yeah, buddy. You're drinking that low-calorie beer for your pickleball game. How's How's pickleball going? Uh, just getting ready for the big tournament, man. Yeah, you going to nationals? <laughs> That's where we're, Go, we're gonna, going to we're, states. We're going to win Go, regionals first. Regionals, regionals, regionals yeah. first. You're going to be on the Ocho. That was actually on the Ocho, by the way. Did you did you see that? I, I it, it's on ESPN all the time. It's on the not Ocho. Just, it's on like it's on like main ESPN and ESPN two, not just the Ocho. Wait, what was it? I, 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 no, I was watching. Um, the Savannah Bananas on the Ocho the other day. <laughs> oh, you, you ever seen that? that those? Don't, uh, don't 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 ask don't ask to borrow my uh, my prize money for new merch. Me and Shadowfax are gonna get it done. Good for you. I hope you do. Just don't don't uh, approach the net too aggressively because you'll get a uh, violation. Sure won't. Not gonna catch me in that kitchen too early. Yeah, don't do that, and, and make sure not to accidentally brush your teammate during play because that that will also be a violation if oh, you and man. your teammate touch each other i can't wait till me and the go whoop your in case's ass guys are gonna be so flustered I, i'm not playing your bullshit game i don't want to play it you're gonna get so flustered we you know we can take a, a wiffle ball and play wiffle ball if you, <clears throat> I, I, well, I don't i don't want to take a wiffle ball and play pickleball <laughs> oh boy oh boy oh boy what I, we got we got a we got a, we got a nice nice little treasure chest here for beer too right sure do we watched a bunch i i i usually i lapped you this week man yeah i was gonna say did you uh were you just not watching your kids this week or what happened i actually stayed up until last nice. night and nice, then nice. i made up for it tonight but i yeah man i 
I watched a whole bunch of crap, but let's start with uh, you getting caught up on Jack Ryan. Oh, God. You know, um, he's, he's in it too much for the per 36, but goddamn, Mike November was so awesome. Uh, who's that? That's like the um, somewhat bald sidekick that was with him and, uh, and Chavez. That was uh, flying the, the helicopter in season four. Yeah. Yeah. Season three was his first season. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's so good. Yeah, he's he he's a he's a great actor. He was he was a big time guy in um Not the only appearance he's gonna make in this this week's beer too. I know. He he was he was big time in House of Cards, uh, which was a really great show until, you know, it fell off the rails with Spacey and everything. But yeah, that guy's just he's just uh he's got an energy about him. His voice is like really good. I think the first time I remember seeing him was um Law Abiding Citizen. He was like a a CIA like spy and he was given he was basically he was given Jamie Foxx and the other uh attorney the the deets on uh Gerard Butler's character being like this like genius like assassin guy. So, yeah, he just he just he's so good. Uh Yeah, oh, Jack he, Wright. He's he's in Lioness too. Is he? Maybe I should actually watch that show now that I realize he's in it. Yeah, season yeah, exactly. Was it season three was was excellent of Jack Ryan, and then season four was also excellent. I just I just like the action. I like him. I like them on the move, moving. I I love I love how they kept putting like they kept doing that like the uh, the typing of the cities on the lower right hand of the screen, so you always yeah. kind of knew where you were. It just shows that they're just moving, shaking, moving, shaking, moving, shaking, moving. Um, Again, the fact it is pretty crazy that somehow Jack Jack Ryan just keeps dodging all these bullets and uh, electrical shock uh, therapy. Um, what's his name? Uh, who's who's his buddy who took over his spot as the direct the deputy director? I always forget the guy's name. Greer. Greer. Greer, Greer gets fucking completely shivved by this like huge uh, mercenary knife, and then jumps off the bridge and, and manages to survive. I love, I love Greer. He makes Greer it for so me. Good. Yeah, he's so good. Um, yeah, they brought back his his long, lo- long lost love interest from season one uh, in this one. And it just, yeah, it was good. Some twists, some turns, uh, you know, a beginning, a middle, and end. It was, yeah, uh, him, him being tortured just was straight up Jack oof. Bauer vibes and, and uh, yeah. Jason Bourne vibes. That was yeah, that like was when good. He, he got that hot water thrown on him, and she's like, she's like, "Don't worry, the salt will be worse." And then bang! Oh my god! Oh, brutal! Just brutal! Uh, yeah. And the then some. Was, and then some. Somehow, less than a day later, he's like just rubbing that back up against like parked cars and stuff on, when they're <laughs> when they're trying. <laughs> I, I love how like the show's basically over, but it's like, no, 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 we gotta throw a red wire, blue wire in there to defuse a bomb, like just just, just to close it out. And it's the purple wire that gets it done. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really, it was, it was really. Good. What was, what was the plot hole that you bit? Was it, was it the fact that that? Um, oh yeah. That female was actually the the bad guy running everything. No, 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 no. Oh. It was Chaffa, who like they spent. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah all yeah. of like episodes three and four being like, we got to get the Chaffa. We got to get the Chaffa. And like, I don't know if I was like fell asleep or on my phone or I missed something. But, like, they, they go through that whole, like, the marketplace, right? And they get to Chaffa. Yeah. And then it's, like, all of a sudden they're basically sitting down ha- having, like, a board meeting. 
And Chop was like, yeah, you know, I got to get you guys close to him. And then it's like, wait a minute. Like, I get that Chaffa is trying to get out of the organized crime and yeah. that they are trying to infiltrate the organized crime. But, like, shouldn't they at least have a conversation <laughs> explaining themselves to each other? Well, I feel like, I feel like that was, like, implied in the first episode where Chavez is about to take him and they were going to get away. But I guess I guess not. May, uh, well, yeah, I may, like I, I, said, I, I just think it was implied that he was he was on their side and trying to do whatever he could to get basically I guess to the United States and and get out of the trial. Whenever what, and, and maybe it was the first episode. Maybe that's why I missed it. I mean, they didn't have a conversation, but I think it was. I just think it was. I think the story was there and like just it didn't have to be told. Like I said, I I, I missed it. Whenever it was supposed to be implied, whenever the conversation was had, wasn't had, whatever. I missed it, and, and all of a sudden, and I'm like, "Oh man, they're gonna have like a Mexican standoff, and then they're gonna have to like de-escalate and like explain to each other, like, yeah, we want the same thing." But they skipped all that part, and they were just like, went straight to like, "Hey, we're on the same side," and I was just like, "Really? Like, you had to go risk your lives to communicate with this guy when you could have just called him anyway, and you and he would have been on your side, like, no questions asked." I, I just thought that was kind of a, a gap in the storytelling. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Fair point. Fair, fair play. But, fair but, play. you know, so that took me about 10, 12 minutes to get over. And yeah. once I did, it was just right back to it being awesome. So. Yeah, it was all. Awesome. I mean, come on. I mean, let's be honest. There were some obvious hilarious plot points. I mean, the fact that they're, they're supposed to be in this, like, this, this, uh, this fortress where they're torturing Jack Ryan and, like, Chavez with like no trouble at all doesn't even break a doesn't even break a sweat um, infiltrating it and taking everybody out like that's you know that was pretty that was pretty hilarious to me as well um, yeah yeah but without yeah. I don't even think he had a gun I think he just had a harpo- he just had a harpoon gun he didn't even, he didn't even have a weapon he just was able to do it so uh, that was in the marketplace <laughs> well no when he then he then goes he goes to that like little prison when he dropped in through the roof yeah 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 and it's like <laughs> okay I, I, I guess we can buy this so but they like he was able to do that but when they were on the they were on the the water when the helicopter uh gave out and they when they took jack ride it was like so they couldn't they couldn't he couldn't figure out a way out of this whole thing but somehow that was a <laughs> you just I don't know. It was pretty funny. I I I thought I thought um ah oh, what what is what is his name Pena um that actor I I referenced him briefly Chavez but, yeah the guy who plays Chavez Mike I think it's Michael yeah Michael Pena was was awesome I love that guy he's really good so great just great addition between him and Mike November just great additions to the uh, to the cast and then the great the the best part was spoiler you know when, when that like weirdo texas senator who was like riding jack ryan the entire season and then the actual uh, director of the cia um the whole time i'm like all right the, the, this guy's got to be dirty somehow because like otherwise like i don't i don't get it i don't get why they're playing they're they're you know this guy's playing in this way and all this stuff and then very like la- the very last scene Jack Ryan exposes them. I'm like, yes, finally, finally. Yeah, that was well done. Yeah, so great stuff. Great, great stuff. I don't, I don't know what John John Krasinski, you know, it has in his future that we need to stop making. Like, I don't see why they need to stop Jack Ryan's, but 
Yeah, maybe agreed. I don't feel like viewership. I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe viewership was down on them, which I don't know. I'd find that hard to believe, but I don't know. Could be. Maybe they just decided it was time. Because the only thing that guy's. I mean, the only thing he's doing is making you know a bunch of quiet places, and those things take like three days to shoot. Oh yeah, are they gonna make another one? I think so. Am I behind one? Didn't they do like a prequel? Uh, no. Well, it just started with Killian Murphy. Oh, did I watch that? I think we watched it. And talked about it on the pod. He um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a prequel. It was they, but they showed the 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 second movie started the day the day the aliens um invaded, and quiet, that was like a quiet that was place like two. I think yeah, quiet place two. That was like the first seven minutes of it, and then it one then it fast forwarded back to yeah, because um, that's when they like found out about the the boat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, they fat well, they I don't even remember Killian Murphy in that. What was Killian Murphy doing? He was like help he was helping um he was helping the th- their family with the sig- go follow, they were following this that signal to uh to the what do you call Man, it to I, t- I totally forgot about that. Where it was transmitting. But remember yeah, they were on that train car. He he was he was basically he was in it mostly with um the deaf the deaf daughter. A Quiet Place Day One is coming out in 2024. Yeah, which I guess is just the entire first day. I don't know. I guess maybe, I maybe, know. maybe they got some bad feedback that people wanted uh, Krasinski in it again. So I mean, you know, that's really the the only way you can bring him back is before the events of the first one, since he dies in the first one. Spoiler alert. Um. Also, speaking of uh, movies that uh, were around that same time. There's another bird box out there. I kind of, I kind of watch that too. Oh yeah, or, the one it's over in like Europe or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah. Anyway, side side rant. Um. All right, so yeah, Jack Ryan. It just at the end when he just calls out that politician, that was great. That was just that was just so good. He he was just like, the people need to have control of their government. Mic drop. You need to come back here. You are not dismissed. And he's like, no, you are dismissed. That was so good. Oh, it was awesome. Really, really, really good. Um, okay. The rest of the hodgepodge. Um, the Witcher. So only they one had, episode in. They had five. Well, you only have two left. Which um, is wild. I, I can't believe it's only three episodes. Me either. They had five. They took a break. A month later, they released the quote-unquote back half thinking we're going to get another five. I watched the third episode of the back half, and it's like they're showing like the like the behind-the-scenes stuff, and I was like, oh, cool. Okay, show me the next episode, and it's like not there, and I'm like, okay, and I'm searching Netflix, and I'm like, what the? This was th- three episodes. So it was eight eight-episode season. They gave you five. You had to wait a month, and they give you three. I got to say, those three episodes were were not good enough to just par- partition them off by themselves. Uh, it, that was that was yeah, not great. So anticlimactic for Henry Cavill to go out kind of how it happened. And there were good scenes in those in those last 3, but I needed more. I needed a lot more. I just did, and I'm 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 interested to see you know your feelings once you close it out. Yeah, I I wasn't the the first the the first episode was it was like up and down, um that that 
the 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 one um, elves brother getting like completely imploded in this big blood blood uh, bubble uh, that like poured on her was amazing. <laughs> they got they did a really good job with the uh, the what do you call it? the um, yeah the effects because that was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was it was just up and it was it was up and down, up and down. I was kind of like, oh, Henry Cavill just or the Witcher just got his ass kicked by some giant metal rod. I'm like, all right, I I, I guess I'll buy that. And uh, and again, I just I just don't really care about series, so I I just struggled. And maybe it's just the whole yeah. the whole idea that yeah, exactly. There's just there's too many main players, and it's like, look, yeah. just uh, we said it at the beginning of the season. You just need to give me the Witcher kicking ass and, and killing monsters and Jaskier singing, singing songs. songs yeah. And you just failed at that. You just yeah. did. You did. It's and I know that you're there's a book involved and a video game and they're staying close to the plot as much as possible, especially after the success of um The Last of Us and you know, just pleasing the, the video game crowd, but Man, it's like not. I I don't even know with the with the new fake Witcher coming in. I don't even know if I want to watch it. I don't know if I care. Yeah, I'll I'll we'll see. I'll uh I'll let you know after I check it out. Okay. Make a call. All right, moving on down the line. Um. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts just released a few months ago. Now it's on Paramount Plus. Uh, we both watched it. We did. Speaking of uh, Mike, uh, what's his name? The guy who does the voice. No, no, no. That. Oh, oh, Mike November. Yeah, yeah. Nice little post credits. Uh, Mike Kelly. Yeah, Mike November. Yeah, Mike Kelly. Um, yeah, I was right. It was a pre- it was a prequel. It did happen. The, the the events of this movie happened before the Shia LaBeouf it, it Transformers, nineteen ninety four. Right after, I forget. I think Bumblebee was supposed to be nineteen eighty nine. I okay. think. Um, I definitely enjoyed it more than the last the, two. Agreed. Transformer movies that came out. Agreed. I just feel. I, yeah, I feel like just like I just, thought this one was very good. Yeah, the only thing. So the only thing I didn't like about this one um, was it kind of breaks. It kind of breaks the the laws of the first movie where like that was supposed to be when everybody, but Bumblebee first gets to earth and they, like they tell that story, but then they're already on earth in 1994. So that kind of bothers me. Cause I'm kind of like, so at some point do they have to have, like, are they going to do another movie that shows how they all got back to, they all got back to outer space. Cause Nobody knows that the AllSpark, which is what, or the Cube, is what they were looking for, right? The AllSpark in the original Shia LaBeouf. Nobody knows it's on Earth except you know Megatron crash landed in the um, in the ice trying to find it. I guess they're out in Alaska. So that was that. That was really the only thing I didn't like about it. I was just kind of like, oh, and then kind of like you, maybe I missed something. Like how how Scourge and the bad guy and um, Unicron's bad guys were like it seemed like they were already on Earth when um the the actress who worked at the museum basically sent the signal out like they it seemed like like, like everybody's just hanging out on earth already uh that was that was the only to me that was like the only plot hole no i thought they they activated it and then they 
they, they, I thought they showed them coming down. From maybe the, I missed that. I might have missed that part. I yeah, just saw. I, I just I, saw them I, in the. I, I just. I just saw them in the water, uh, making moves towards the museum. So yeah, no, so maybe that I missed was. It. That, I think that was after it was activated, and then okay. all of a sudden they were like coming down. All right. Okay. So maybe I, I, I didn't. I, I. I didn't notice that. But um, to your point on the original one, see. I was going back to was it the second or the third one when they they were like stuck in the ice like for like like way earlier. That was the first one. Yeah, Megatron was stuck in was frozen in the ice for a long time. Though, oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, very long time. Yeah, so that's why I was like, oh, I was like, it checks out because you know the me- the uh, Transformers were on Earth like way before that. It was, but you're right though. They did like. Yeah, they came down once. Yeah, Bumblebee sent out the the signal. Once he found Chat, once like they Shia LaBeouf and you know figured out that he was a transformer and they fought some bad guys. Yeah, they sent the signal and then the Autobots came out from space. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now you're you're right. That that doesn't check out. So I, now I'm gonna go watch the original one again. Yeah, but I got again. Other than that, I thought it was I thought it was really good. Um yeah, I did too, but now now I'm bummed that you pointed that out. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, but the beasts were always hiding out. That like like that that I could I you know if you were just gonna do the prequel with the beasts, that at least I could have said okay that makes that checks and like Bumblebee. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, the again, I mean, any any time you have the transformer, the transformer. Uh, the CGI and the special effects are always awesome. Oh man, so good! And Peter Cullen doing the voice of yeah. Optimus. I enjoyed how it kind of went through like Optimus's skeptic, which that part I gotta say probably didn't really check out in like the original cartoons, like Optimus's skepticism of humans. Yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed the, the evolution of it and being like, this is how he became to be such a steward of the human race. Just you know, there was there was a human that basically did him right, and you know, he learned from the fact that Optimus Primal, which just a ridiculous. I know. But, yeah, I I, I agree. Um, <laughs> but Optimus Primal, you know, they lived uh, side by side with the humans for generations, and kind of Optimus learned from that. So that was kind of cool. I, I I liked it um, from that perspective. Uh, do you know who did the voice of Unicron? Uh, no, I didn't look to see any uh, voices except I, I just knew the one was uh, Danny Rojas. the 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 bot they first met in Peru was uh, a, a Ted Lasso character. Okay. Um, but, no. Coleman Domingo did Unicron. Really? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Excellent. Um, who else? There were, there was a bunch of cool cool people. Um, Pete Davidson did um, Mirage. Oh wow! I, I now I wish I would have like looked this up earlier. Yeah. Um, Rise of the Beast. I sorry, I had this up earlier. Um, Ron Perlman did Optimus Primal. Peter Dinklage did Scourge. I did. I didn't realize that. Uh, John DiMaggio did Stratosphere. Uh-huh. And that was kind of uh, that was kind of it. Other than um, 
Did you notice the one lady who was worked at the museum was uh the lady from the crew? Is that who that was? Yeah. I did not notice. Which she was in way more famous stuff than that, but that's just what I know her from. Gotcha. I um, no, I did not recognize her. Yeah, she was in um What's the other thing she was I like I when I saw her on screen, I was like, I know her from somewhere, but no, I didn't put the connection to the crew. She was in uh Billions, Bonnie Barella. That's where I probably recognized her from more than anything. But she she was Beth in the crew as well. Gotcha. Um was there any other ones in there? Dinklage as uh as Scourge was a big one. I think that was about it. Sweet. Coleman Domingo was I wish I would have known that. I didn't recognize I mean because they it was so like teched up. Yeah, it was so teched up and everything, but Yeah. Um, that's all I got. Sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I actually liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. Be, be interested to see if they do another one. I mean, I, they gotta they gotta rip out some pre. I, I feel like you gotta stay forward now. Yeah, agreed. Um, couple other things to bring it home. I watched a lot this week. Like I said, Creed three. Finally watched it on Amazon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, thought it was okay. Didn't think not bad. It was good. Not great. Um was a little bit weird how you know a uh misunderstood black youth was the bad guy in this one um dame yeah you usually rocky villains are distinctly like bad people yeah <laughs> this guy was just kind of like a misunderstood case of a guy who went through the juvie system and then like got out like 20 some years later which seems like a hell of a sentence for like brandishing a weapon, not actually killing somebody. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, he does say in there that he got a couple years tacked on too while he was inside. For they never really tell you why, but okay. Even still, eighteen years. Yeah, it does seem like a long time for like, a gun charge. Like after uh, Donnie was kind of beating him up, you know, in the comeback fight. I like I really wanted more redemption for Dame, and I was just like. Okay, like now can we like I, I want I wanted to see more heartbreak like during the end of the fight and in, in ring. Mm. Not not just like a five minute or even like a two minute like makeup conversation at the end being like, Oh, we cool now, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, man, see you around. like eh. That was very like lazy nineties esque to me. Like that was That's fair. I wanted more like flashbacks from dame and like his world crumbling and more of like donnie kind of empathizing with him more than like it started out with donnie empathizing with them and then it was more of donnie just going through his own personal stuff but like dame still got screwed over it was just a matter of Donnie realizing that he didn't get screwed over by Donnie. It just the situation became something that like he was a misunderstood, wrong place, wrong situation type of kid. Yeah, and I that part of it was just kind of annoying that like wasn't worthy of a true bad guy. 
and also I thought they could have very simply interwoven one or two scenes and some dialogue to make it make sense more how this no name gets out of jail and automatically gets a title shot and is he was uh he was he was the youngest the youngest uh california gold glove winner man which is fine but like i think i know yeah what would have made sense is if they would have been like if they would have it would have been realistic if it was like nah creed promotions we don't or whatever creed whatever we don't we don't cross the street. We're not going after that number one contender. We're bringing in this guy. Like now, nah, Creed Promotions. We we don't do business with 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 top rank. Like we're not. We're, just play up that aspect of real boxing got him stuff. In there. And be like, yeah, you know what? You know who we got right at the moment? This guy. And like, screw all those other promotions. Like, yeah. like we'll we'll put on a show with a nobody, and we'll show them. Yeah. Like that would. would you, what do you think of uh, Benavides? Uh, Benavides is uh, acting as uh, Felix. I mean, he wasn't asked to do much, so I <laughs> thought he was fine. A little T. Crawford, uh, can't a couple of T. Crawford cameos. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I, I will say, and again, I, 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 the the two places I still just like the st- I, and I, again, I know there was there's 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 friction with Stallone and MGM over everything, but the him him not being at Spoiler alerts at Marianne's funeral made no sense. Like as if Rocky wouldn't be there. And like, you couldn't just have had him like ringside for his fight for the last fight. Like he doesn't have to, he couldn't, didn't have to actually do anything. Like you couldn't just showed him in the crowd, like in the crowd. Well, there was like, what was weird was instead of Donnie having just like one meltdown, he had like two or three like mental meltdown moments whether it was his conversations with his wife, his training, whatever else, where, like, you could have had a rocky speech early on in the movie and then just let Stallone fade to the back, or something that, like, a side conversation at the funeral, and and then, like, Rocky's voice playing back in his subconscious like during the training montage of being like, you got to keep moving forward or, you know, just something of like, like Rocky's voice, like is what gets him back to being focused. Yeah, that's fair. I I just, it was, that was missing. So again, the, the villain being kind of like Donnie's friend was weird. Not saying the plot didn't make sense, but like it just in the, in, comparison to previous rocky movies like that was weird um no rocky in it at all especially given some of those situations like you said the funeral was weird um and then some some of the plot points were not a little bit underdeveloped yeah well and plus the classic hilarious line you pointed out he probably ain't gonna make weight. It's a, it's a heavyweight. It's a heavyweight title fight. He doesn't have to make weight. Oh, so that's good. so funny. I just laugh my ass off when I heard that. That being uh, said, though, um, uh, oh, what's what's the guy's name who played Jonathan uh, Majors? Yeah, Jonathan Majors. He was excellent. Yeah, really good, right? Yeah, he was excellent. Yeah, it wasn't his fault that Michael B. Jordan you know directed him that way and wrote wrote things that way but 
He was so so good. I agree. I agree. And I, I I thought I thought Michael B. Jordan. This was I I was I thought he I thought he held his own in there with uh, with majors from an acting enough. perspective. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was you know Creed one was probably his his best acting acting well Fruitvale Station, but like in the Creeds, like Creed two was was he was very robotic, um, like we were talking about last week. But yeah, I felt like I felt like he he turned it up a notch for Creed three. Yeah, he was he was neutral for me. I thought he was fine. Yeah. Um. All right. So the last thing I watched this week, like I said, I watched a lot. Hit me with it. The American Gladiators, thirty for thirty. Oh wow! So they were like an hour and twenty or so. There and there was two two parts on ESPN thirty for thirty. A two parter. Which. There was also a Netflix documentary around the same time that was like five or six episodes that were 35 to 45 minutes. Okay. I didn't watch that. I watched the ESPN 30 for 30 two-parter. Um, look, I'm not – watch it if you want. I'm not recommending it or I'm, – I'm not saying watch or don't watch. But here's the things to take away. What was super interesting was that – American Gladiators was basically all the games that they in, in contests that they had were started by uh, the iron workers, union workers up in Erie, Pennsylvania. These dudes up in Erie, which is like basically who the Steelers are named after, right? Like, like iron workers in Western PA in the union. Like these these were like some of the, in the in the seventies and eighties. These were some of, like, the biggest badasses around. They would just climb these steel structures with no ropes. They they had, barrel like, literal barrel chests, and they were just so strong. They'd have these, like, company, like, you, they'd have these union picnics up in Erie. Yeah. And at the, at the picnic, there was one guy who was, like, off his rocker where they would do these games. And it was, like, all of the... Uh, battles that you saw in the game show like these iron worker union workers would battle each other at the company picnic and it was intense and they would do it for years so it was very interesting up in Erie there was a guy who was an Elvis impersonator so he had a little bit more of a personality he was not a, a, a union worker but he was friends with all the union guys and so one of the union guy who started it was like his kind of his partner, but the Elvis impersonator guy went out to Hollywood, basically left his wife and kids behind in Erie and went out to Hollywood and just pitched it for like years. And then finally, like it caught like it, one of the studios picked it up and, you know, the rest is history. Uh, so that the origins of it were super interesting. That's cool. Um, from there, it was exactly what you would expect it to be in a 30 for 30 about American gladiators. Like the guy who took it to L to LA was kind of a control freak, kind of a weirdo a little bit. His partner from Erie, like he always like kept at arm's length, kept the guy in the, in, in the, in the dark, the guy like may or may not have actually got his money. Even in the in the documentary, like he wouldn't let the do the people from ESPN talk to the guy. 
Uh, and then <laughs> fi- finally they d- they did talk to the guy and everybody was was kind of cordial by the end of it. But um, so that part was weird. And then you know they interviewed like half of the gladiators refused to be in the documentary and half like sat down and they you know exactly what you would think steroids oh. rampant. Let's uh, check it out. Like cocaine and having a good time, rampant. Sex among the gladiators, rampant. Like gladiators getting ridiculously injured and ridiculously underpaid, obviously. Like, so it just kind of goes exact. Like, if you were kind of going to guess how it would go, that's exactly how it went. Um, And they just kind of go through that. So, but obviously, you know, we're 38. 37 38 39 years old as kids i mean we replicated everything they did on american gladiators in our homes right like my parents had a uh like 12 to 14 foot deck in the backyard like off the ground and so everyone down below we'd set up the fisher price picnic table (laughs) the fisher price sandbox but a bunch of cardboard boxes and we did like uh, the assault, and so you know the Nerf football was at one station, the Nerf guns were another station, tennis balls, and whoever was up on the deck would have to try and peg whoever was down below, and whoever was in the yard would have to try and like hit the target that we hung over the rail of of the deck, and so we had the assault that way. It was it was epic in the backyard, and then you know it was like. Another one we did is, like, we got a broomstick, and then we tied uh, with bungees sleeping bags on either side of the broomstick. And then we we stood on, uh, like, couch cushions. We tried to – we just hit the shit out of each other and tried to knock <laughs> each other off. Like, like the, the – um, what they call it? The joust? Oh, uh, yeah, the joust. Try and knock each other off the uh, couch cushion. Oh, just, God. Oh, it was, it was insane. That's fun. Yeah, so um, – you know, American Gladiator is just so iconic, and then it, which it came back, and I rem- and it they said like '08 or something like that, and I definitely would have guessed like 2016 or 2017. Then they just started the Ninja Warrior stuff. It was like '05 or '08 or something like that with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it was the last time there was a writer strike. Oh, gotcha. Because they they pointed out that the original one came out when there was a writer strike. Then the remake came out when there was a writer strike. Um, but yeah, like Hulk Hogan was the was the host, and they, it was it was like real toned down because they didn't want anybody to get injured. So they tried to make it like WWF and instead of the games. I don't know. I uh, you know it was it was it was interesting. It was. If if you like Gladiators, you'll like the doc. Um, but I'm not calling it a must-watch either, cause just because other than the origins, it was pretty much exactly what you would expect it to be. Gotcha. Nice, well, glad you kept yourself busy. Yeah, i got to try to replicate that this week. I just don't know what else to watch. I guess Lioness and maybe Bird Box Europe or whatever. Bird Box Euro. Sweet. Yeah, what else is even coming out? I do not know. Some things might start coming, uh, like, well, fast, not like you're going to watch Fast 10, but 
some things might start coming to uh like go on prom night <laughs> there it is boom. uh boom on that note but yeah what? we'll see yeah all right is that it for this week bro i think that's that's all she wrote man all right kept it under an hour and a half after going a two-hour marathon last week <laughs> with no with no actual topics to talk about it's great <laughs> Oh, man. Tremendous. All right. As per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>